The Islanders play an exciting but uneven game, but manage to come away with a shootout win 5-4. to four. We'll break down the keys to victory, plus our weekly farm report, and a lot more coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Sark tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us here today and talk a little Islanders hockey. Thank you for being a part of the Locked On Islanders family and for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. If you've got something Islanders related on <coughs> your mind, if you've got a question, a comment, something you'd like us maybe to talk about on the show, feel free to send us an email. The email address lockedonislanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, We're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I, and we'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. The Islanders come away with an exciting 5-4 shootout win over the Pittsburgh Penguins. And, you know, this game was a very, very uneven performance by the New York Islanders. But I like the way this team bounced back and the way they persevered. And it wasn't a typical Islanders kind of a game. Uh, They allowed 47 shots on goal through 65 minutes. And a couple of times, Ilya Sorokin was too deep in his goal, let up some goals that he normally wouldn't give up. Not that they were softies, but he didn't play the angles exactly the way he normally does, and and, and that ended up costing him. And in the second period in particular, the Islanders were absolutely sloppy. Uh, Looked a lot like Saturday's loss to the Blues in the second period where they gave up 19 shots on goal. And were just completely dominated from start to finish in that period. But the first period was a very strong period for the Islanders. And in the third period, uh, you know, they they regained the lead on Josh Bailey's second goal of the game. Bales had two. Zach Parise had two. And, you know, then you had the controversy. And I'll tell you, the phantom tripping call on 
Anthony Bavillier with, you know, what was it, 525 into the period. That leads to the Jeff Carter power play goal uh, 13 seconds later, ties the game. Uh, and look, I understand the referee, why they make that call. It was the referee across the ice from who wasn't close up. Carter ended up skating over the puck. That's what caused him to fall. The replay showed Bavillier didn't even uh, have his stick anywhere near Carter's, uh, anywhere near the skates of uh, of the uh, of Kasperi Kasperi Kapanen, excuse me. But hey, that's the call. They make the call. The Islanders get a makeup call just a couple of seconds after the goal. But in the end, uh, we end up heading to overtime. In the overtime, Anthony Bavillier called for a legitimate tripping call. Now, when I say legitimate, okay. Yeah, it was a trip. But in overtime, unless it's a really good scoring chance or blood is drawn, you usually are not going to see that called. They did call it. And the Islanders did a good job. Casey Sezikis, uh among the players who did a really good job of killing off that penalty. And we go to the shootout. In the shootout, the Islanders come away with the win. And in the shootout is where Ilya Sorokin really, truly shined. So not a good defensive game for the Islanders overall. Not an even performance, but I like the fact that this team... You know, they played very well in the first period and they managed to stay with it and play well in the third period. They easily could have been discouraged by their second period performance where they were absolutely dominated and they didn't. And the Islanders themselves, look, you say what you want about the struggles of this team, (coughs) but they did put 37 (coughs) shots on goal in this game, and they got the four goals, and, you know, some good plays overall by a number of guys, look, Oliver Wallstrom hardly saw the ice at all in the third period, there was a a sort of a benching there, but strong games by Kyle Palmieri, Uh, Matthew Barzal made a very nice pass to set up one goal, uh, but overall, again, Barzi struggling uh, a little bit. But great game for Parise. Great game for Bales. Pajot played well. And overall, the Islanders, you know, never say die, managed to come back and earn the victory. So uh, Sorokin, again, not always great in the game, especially the second period, but in the shootout and in the overtime, he made some really, really dramatic saves to help this team win. And, you know, the other thing is this. You get a a really questionable penalty call like the one uh, against Bavillier on Kapanen in the third period, and it leads to a quick goal. Again, You know, the Islanders could have easily hung their heads and said, yeah, we're snake bit. This is not our night. We aren't going to win. No, they didn't do that. And after the game was tied in the third period, you saw this team pick up their play 
And that was a very, very uh, good sign that, yeah, this team's performance still uneven, but Barry Trotz hasn't lost the room. And I'll say this also. The first period, you know, Saturday, this team played lackluster hockey. They looked disinterested or tired or both. You couldn't say that in the first period. They were up 3-1, to one, even after falling behind early 1-0. to nothing. They got three straight goals, one on the power play, one shorthanded, and one at even strength. And it was the Islanders coming up with the last-minute goal in the first period to extend that lead to 3-1. to one. So, look, not an overall consistently great performance, but enough good things that you could be happy, and the Islanders did prevent the Penguins to, from clinching a playoff berth. Had Pittsburgh won in regulation, they would have done that. We've got a lot more to get to on the show. The Bridgeport Islanders, the Islanders' AHL affiliate, in a fight for a playoff spot with, what, a handful of games to go. We have the latest on our weekly farm report and a very talented goal scorer from the 90s. Uh, is our Islanders' birthday of the day. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you with Hello, uh, brought to you by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You can skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. Look, the ingredients travel from the farm to your doorstep in under a week, so they always arrive fresh, all without a trip to the grocery store or the farmer's market. And look, you can pick from 50 different weekly options and skip weeks when you don't need to. You could change your delivery date or update your preferences all in the HelloFresh app. And, you know, you can custom make your choices based on your dietary needs. So that is always uh, a very important thing. Look, I've used HelloFresh. It's great. You're not wasting food because uh, it's all pre-portioned. It's fresh. It's tasty. And it's just a great experience. So look, Go to HelloFresh.com slash LockedOn16 and use code LockedOn16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash LockedOn16 and use code LockedOn16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts from HelloFresh.com. All right, it's time for our weekly farm report. And I, I tell you, the Bridgeport Islanders, you know, the New York Islanders going to struggle, probably not going to make the playoffs. But the Bridgeport Islanders, they are so close. They are trailing in the race for that last playoff spot in their division by .008 percentage points. And... I'll tell you, there's four regular season games left, and the Islanders have a real chance, if they finish strong, to make the playoffs. Right now, they're 29-28-7-4. That's a 507-point percentage, and that's after they had a 
good weekend winning two out of their last three games. And who's been the catalyst? The veteran, Chris Terry. He turned 33 on Thursday. And then over the weekend, two goals on Friday in a 3-2 win at home over the Providence Bruins, including the game winner with just 24.7 seconds left in regulation. Otto Koivula had the other goal. Simon Holmstrom had two assists. And the veteran, Corey Schneider, making 27 saves. Two of the three goals by Bridgeport on Friday in the win over Providence were on the power play, and that's how they got it done. Providence, one of the better teams in the division. Meanwhile, Saturday, uh, the home-and-home, home, Providence gets revenge, a 6-2 to two, uh, loss for the Bridgeport Islanders, 29 saves for Jakob Skarek in a losing effort. Uh, Chris Terry uh, getting one goal, Felix Bebo getting the other, but it was not enough. Now, the goal-scoring streak for Terry extended to six games, but the overall series against the Bruins ends with uh, the Islanders winning six, losing four, and losing two in shootouts. On Sunday, the Bridgeport Islanders returned home and ended up with a win four to two over the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. And Corey Schneider again comes up big, 42 saves, while you get the game-winning shorthanded goal by Kyle McLean. Uh, that one scored in the final two minutes. Other goals by Andy Andreoff, Austin Zarnick, and Simon Holmstrom. So a big two out of three uh, wins over the weekend for the Bridgeport Islanders. Chris Terry, 55 points to lead the team, also 28 goals leading the way. Otto Koivula leading the club with 32 assists. He has 43 points. That's second on the team, followed by Andy Andreoff with 40 points. Simon Holmstrom with 38. Arno Durando with 37. And among defensemen, Parker Wotherspoon has 21 points, three goals, and 18 assists. Grant Hutton, who only has played 45 games for Bridgeport, has 19 points. He's now up with the Islanders. Robin Sallow, 19 points in 38 games. But again, the Islanders hoping for more from him. Corey Schneider has really come on for the Bridgeport Islanders. His goals against average now down to 2.68. His save percentage up to 9.22. And his record is now 12-10-4. Jakob Skarek has fallen off a little bit after a hot start. His goals against now 3.31, the 8.97 save percentage, and a record of 16-14-4. We look at the schedule. Four games left, two on the road, two at home. The two this weekend are both on the road. Lehigh Valley, Friday, a 7.05 uh, start and then Saturday at 6:05 in the evening, a road game at Wilkes Bar Scranton, and I'll tell you it is going to be tight. Now the following weekend, two home games, one against Springfield, one against Hartford. That's what's going to close out the uh, season for Bridgeport. And you look at the standings right now.
Bridgeport barely behind Hartford and Wilkes-Barre Scranton as they battle for that sixth and final playoff spot in the Atlantic Division. So, going to come down to the wire for the Bridgeport Islanders, and hopefully it would be a big plus if they can make the playoffs. And you know what that does? It really gives some of those younger players, your Robin Sallows, uh, for example, uh, you know, players who are younger and, and trying to get some experience, your Otto Koivalas, your Simon Holmstroms, get them a little playoff work. Get them to see, you know, what the intensity of professional playoff hockey is. And, you know, the Islanders may also send down some of their younger guys to help Bridgeport in that. I, I wouldn't be surprised Grant Hutton gets sent back down, for example, uh, once the NHL season is over, if Bridgeport makes the playoffs and is still in it. So never a dull moment. For the Bridgeport Islanders, it should be an exciting final four games. And we got our fingers crossed. I'd say if they could win three out of four, get at least six out of the eight points, they've got a pretty good shot to make the playoffs. When we come back, we will have our Islanders' birthday of the day. One of the few NHL players and former Islanders born in Poland. Let's see if you could figure out who it is. All that and more coming up on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Have you tried the Puffs? Well, if you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best-tasting bars. Puffs are the first-ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. Like all Built Bars, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. And listen to these delicious flavors. Yummy, cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, I love the banana cream pie. They're so good. These are going to be your new favorite. And look, those are the flavors just for the puffs. Most Built Bars contain just 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, but they pack 17 grams of protein per bar. At Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then they figure out how to make it healthy. I don't know how, but they manage to pull it off every time. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And uh, we want to wish a, a very happy 50th birthday. Yes, the big 5-0 for former Islanders winger Marius Tchaikovsky. Tchaikovsky. Born in Radomsko, Poland, uh, 6 feet, 200 pounds, drafted in the fifth round by the Bruins back in 1991. Made his NHL debut with Boston during the 93-94 season, later played for Edmonton before joining the Islanders in 1997-98. Stayed with the Isles through the end of the 2001-2002 season. Had back-to-back 30-goal years in 1999-2000 and 2000-2001. Sandwiched those around some 20-goal seasons. And you've got the reason why Marius Tchaikovsky was considered a solid NHL scoring forward. Later joined the Islanders again in 03-04 and put up 25 more goals. 
also played for the Canadiens, the Maple Leafs, and then back with the Bruins before finishing his pro career in Switzerland. In 745 career NHL games, Tchaikovsky had 215 goals, 435 points, and just 274 penalty minutes. Add eight goals and 15 points in 42 postseason games, including seven with the Islanders in 2002 and five more in 2004. We go back and look at one of Marius Tchaikovsky's better games with the Isles, April 9th. 2000 at the Nassau Coliseum, Islanders hosting the Florida Panthers. Trevor Kidd, the goalie for Florida. Roberto Luongo in the nets for your New York Islanders. No scoring in the first period, but in the second period, Florida gets the 1-0 lead. Pavel Bore, the Russian Rocket, his 58th from Oleg Kavasha, a familiar name to Islander fans, and Brett Hedekin, and it was one to nothing. Islanders trailing, but then the Islanders' power play kicks into gear. Cam Stewart serving a too many men on the ice penalty for Florida. Marius Tchaikovsky, our Islanders' birthday of the day, makes him pay. His 33rd from Claude Lapointe and Ray Giroux at 12:28. We're all deadlocked at one and one. Then Peter Worrell heads off for tripping, and the power play goes back to work. Who gets the power play goal? Or Islanders' birthday of the day. Marius Tchaikovsky, his 34th from Ray Giroux and Claude Lapointe. After 40 minutes, the Islanders had a 2-1 lead. In the third, the Isles extend their lead with an even-strength goal. Marius Tchaikovsky completing the hat trick, his third of the game, 35th of the year, Brad Isbister with the only assist at 7-13. That made it 3-1. But the Islanders get into a little penalty trouble. Ray Giroux heads off for tripping. And a future Islander, Mike Sillinger, I think he played for almost half the teams in the league. But Sillinger, his 23rd from Ray Whitney and Victor Kozlov at 12:55. But that was it. The Islanders shut the door. Luongo with 29 saves. The Panthers outshot the Islanders 31-30 in what was a very even game, but the Islanders skated away with the 3-2 win, and Tchaikovsky had the hat trick. So a very happy 50th birthday to Marius Tchaikovsky. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Islanders' next game Thursday against the Penguins in Pittsburgh, and I got to tell you, I know... This game on Thursday is going to be a a physical contest. Uh, It was physical out there last night, and the Islanders did a good job of not being goaded into taking, you know, fighting penalties or roughing penalties. They, They were physical without getting, you know, playing dirty hockey and taking foolish penalties. Yeah, some of those penalties were not good penalties to take that they, you know the ones they did take but none of them were being baited into foolish calls and that is certainly a benefit when you have a back-to-back game against a division rival and now you have a division rival who is fighting to get into the playoffs and the Islanders who are trying to hang on and at least extend their life uh, for mathematical playoff chances you're going to see another intense game so I'm looking forward to it, and of course, we will have a full preview of that game 
coming up on tomorrow's show. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.